Welcome to Coaching the Whole Educator, the podcast that helps instructional coaches, teacher leaders, and school leaders. I'm Becca, former educator and school coach turned transformational coach of coaches. I'm on a mission to help you improve your educators' effectiveness and resilience, especially the ones who need it most. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and coaching mindsets so that you can be on top of your coaching game. Are you ready? Let's dive in. And now a word from our sponsor. Hey coaches, have you ever wished you could clone yourself to save time? If your answer is yes, the Sydney platform might be right up your alley. With my own work, I use the Sydney platform to connect with my coaches and leaders and stay organized when I'm not there. The app is super easy to use, and I love the video feature where teachers can film lessons and coaches and leaders can record video reflections. This app saves me a ton of time and is a game changer in terms of being able to truly connect to my people in between visits when I'm not there. I can even stay organized with the individualized resources section for each person I'm coaching all in one place. And I don't know about you, but I like to try something before I buy it. Because of that, I've gotten Sydney to let you try the platform for free first to see if it's actually a good fit. If you're interested, go to sydney.com slash TWE to check it out and claim your free coaching package. That's sibme.com forward slash TWE or click the link in the show notes. Hello, 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 coaches and leaders. I am with a dear friend and colleague and uh, a client of mine on the podcast today, Sean Bennett. He is so extraordinary. We have a deep past working together um, that I'm going to share with you in a bit. Uh, but the first thing I want to share is actually... Um, as, as two very busy leaders, the sound will sound differently because I'm actually recording on Zoom in my car because I'm currently coaching in Oklahoma. And Sean is in the Dominican Republic where Wi-Fi can sometimes be a little iffy. And so we are doing our thing, being busy people recording and making it happen in the very little moments between all of our 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 days. So first of all, I wanted to welcome you to the show, Sean. Thank you so much, Becca. I'm so excited to be talking to you as always. Yes, I love working with you. So before we jump into uh, what I want to talk with you today about, I just want to share with everyone our history together. So you and I worked together in Tanzania in East Africa. That's right. And, and <laughs> we were thrown in together very quickly to um, open up a satellite campus together, a brand new school. And not only that, it was a um, uh, I had no experience in administration or school leadership. Um, it was a, a campus of about 80 students, four classrooms uh, connected to a larger uh, boarding school and main campus of about 800 students. And um, one of the things I, I I wasn't grateful for always at the moment, but super grateful for now is that Becca and I lived, you and I lived um, on the main campus with the rest of the teachers. And we had to drive about 30 to 40 minutes every single day there and back uh, to our satellite campus. Um, and those were my very first sessions 
with Becca, even though I wasn't paying her for it. Um, I asked her every question that you could imagine. She always made me feel safe to ask um, all the questions that I needed. And um, I can't imagine where I'd be now if I didn't have an hour and a half every day of leadership coaching in my first uh, school experience like that. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. We, we definitely bonded. Uh, it's, that's, you know, that's a, a striking amount of time to have with someone five days a week for an entire school year. And you and I really worked through some tough, like some, some, some barriers, <laughs> uh, and, and we, we had to problem solve and I love your innovative nature. I saw it then I see it now. And so, um, what I love is we were able to, well, you took what you learned then and ended up opening multiple schools and are now in the Dominican Republic um, and have two schools you own and direct, two schools, two different campuses that are three hours away from each other. They're uh, private international schools. Yeah, we, our, our two campuses are in the places where um, expats actually live. And your school Uh is extraordinary. You know, we, in the United States, we talk about PBL project-based learning and you are doing it in a way at a level that I have never seen in any school in the U S and it is the most authentic expression of, of PBL that I have, I've ever seen. So I, I love, and I have, no, I have nothing to do with that. I take no credit. Uh, so you, you like built this extraordinary, um, school for kids to like come and love to learn. That's actually your school motto, right? Learn to love. That's right. To learn, right? Learn to love to learn. That's right. Yes. I love it. And you embody that. So over a year ago, you uh, brought me in because you had this new leadership team that was created, right? And, And you wanted to make sure that the team was cohesive, right? That the team worked well together. So uh, there, there was a couple of things that happened. One was uh, we, we start, I started coaching virtually, right? Popping in, having hour-long coaching sessions with every person on the team each month. And then we did this really powerful end-of-year professional development. And I wanted to talk with you today about that because it was so powerful within the meeting. And then the results that have been produced since the meeting, there's been a total transformation of effectiveness within your team. Right. I, I agree. Um, I, I did a lot of things on my own. Um, I probably micromanaged uh, to a certain extent. Um, and as we expanded and grew, it got we got to a place in our, in our school where that was just not possible. Uh, and I was just very lucky to be able to elevate some, some awesome uh, teachers and administrators to positions of leadership. Uh, some of those people had been with me the whole time. And so they were pretty clear of vision and things. Uh, but one of the, the big achievements that we were able to do just over a year ago was bring on an additional administrator. And uh, I had no plans to bring on an additional administrator, but this was a person that I knew from this community that um, I had such high esteem for that I figured, let's just bring her on immediately and then we'll figure it out. Um, that's my, that's my mistake in some ways to just say, we'll figure it out. Uh, and what I was realizing is that I had not been clear about 
what the roles of each position were. It went from a one-person job to a two-person to a three to a five. And so you had people doing each other's jobs or feeling like they were kind of uh, – there was lack of clarity in what they were supposed to do. And, you know, people with high levels of achievement and leadership, they also want to feel like they're doing a good job. And um, so I needed some help there. That's one of the reasons that I, I reached out to you initially. And we did – you know, an entire year of what I used to think of as therapy sessions, um, which were just so powerful, not just for me, but for the other uh, two uh, administrators that are that I work the most closely with. And so having um, an impartial person to speak to um, on a regular basis, to communicate our challenges, not just bringing it home to our spouses or whatever, but actually just to communicate our challenges to do it in an anonymous way, I guess, with each other, which allowed you to have a, a really solid kind of inside picture, maybe even more inside than, than some of us in a way, because we weren't able to actually fully express all of our emotions. Uh, it led to um, a lot of trust and it led, I also think to just a, a shift in the way we were thinking. And then it culminated with what I think was such a powerful experience with the predictive index. There's so many things I want to, I want to comment on. First of all, the coaching itself, yeah, what's beautiful was I got to coach all three of you all throughout the school year. So by the time I came in person, it's like, I got my, I had my hands wrapped around, you know, generally people's strengths and all that. And what, what I love the predictive index gave you, cause you know, there was, you were voicing these breakdowns and these frustrations that were happening and the predictive index explained it with data. And I know you said that earlier, but I just loved that we could use data to explain why it felt not, not good, right? Like not effective. I mean, all three of us are people, all three of us are people that will willingly just do it all mm -hmm. and, um, and just power through the things that we don't like, or maybe aren't as good at, but we'll do it. Um, yeah. And to be in a place where you can be on a team and yeah. recognize and uh, amongst each other that it would be better for all of us if certain people were doing certain positions with no, again, no emotion behind it whatsoever. Just like we need you here because this, it, this is your greatest position. Exactly and right, and that's what's beautiful is it it gives it gives data to explain why things sometimes feel hard or why we're drained. So. First of all, with the predictive index, it shows the data. The data it gives you is how you view yourself on these four dyads, how others view you on these same four dyads, and then how you show up in the world on these four dyads. So the, the four dyads are uh, being collaborative versus independent. That's the top one. The next one is being, are you more reserved or more sociable? So that's, that's um, like, do you need to go? That's really like the processing. Do you, do you need to go and have some time to, to process on your own versus um, do you like want to be with people? The next one is uh, driving versus steady. Uh, so that driving is like, you like change, you thrive and change. Steady is like, I like consistency. <laughs> and then, um, the last one is, and this is the one I want to talk with you about, being flexible versus being precise. So flexible is like 
your ability to be adaptable, uh, fluidity, creative, innovative, big, big picture, visionary. And the precise is like structure. I mean, I think um, you're right. I got comfortable in um, discomfort. The tickles here, it felt like everything was always changing. And mm-hmm. like we were one year, we would go from 20 students to 80. And then one year we would add a second campus. And then one year um, we added a high school. And then one year we had COVID. And so we had to shift our entire curriculum to adapt to these things. And so um, I stayed there. I stayed ready for this. I, I really had a fear of telling someone, this is how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, I didn't have so much of fear sometimes in person of having this, but like publishing it, I really felt like this is such a, uh, a an ever changing thing that everyone just needs to be ready for anything, right? Yeah. So you put a lot of people on edge, and that's that could be really stressful <laughs> for people to hear that. And when you expanded your leadership team, you kind of did the same thing. You're like. We're just doing this. We're all helping the school, and that lack of clear. What what worked for you to be flexible and adaptable was like not working for your leadership team. It was an imbalance. I think it's important to know that they were all doing great jobs, but they just didn't feel like they were sometimes. Yes. Like they were. Uh, it, this type the, the the challenges that we were facing weren't always. Uh, even visible to our community or anything. It was just literally, as you mentioned, um, our own sort of energy level or our own sort of uh, feeling about how well it's going. And in a place that has constantly been in startup mode and then gets to this area of, as you said, like not just surviving, but thriving, like, okay, well, if we're thriving, how do we know we're thriving? Is there a, is there a thing that we can is it just enrollment or is it just this or that? I mean, um, how do we do this and how do I personally know that I'm thriving? Yeah, no, I, I, you know, the thing I want to highlight is once we saw on the the data map from the predictive index that you were far on the scale um, uh, of being flexible versus structured, it it was it really highlighted in a really concise way the imbalance that you needed to provide structure. And and we also saw that, you know, so sometimes the predictive index can be like, oh, sometimes we need to actually shift role responsibilities. It's like, actually, someone else is much more suited to do this role. I I just wanted to like acknowledge since that meeting, you have provided a lot of clarity and structure for your school, the leadership team, the teachers made a huge difference for teacher satisfaction job satisfaction it's a work in progress um and it's a uh, it's some of it's also a product of um the fact that we've been very lucky to have a lot of people who share this vision um that can express you know the structure in different language than maybe me uh can express it in almost like a it's like a culture. It becomes a culture versus um, a directive because I'm, I'm beginning to question every single thing about um, the way I thought about learning and all of that. And we love that. I mean, I, I, I think it's the it's one of the most important pieces of the school. It's one of the most important pieces of 
of of any really unique school is this feeling of 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 difference. It makes the kids understand right away that they're in a different place. They're in a different thing altogether than whatever the definition of of school is. Um, but for those of us who've spent years and years in another way, um, we're still trying to figure out the boundaries of where we can, you know, dance, so to speak. Um, I often would say it um, to a new teacher, like with the structure, I'd say, uh, stand on this square here, this tile square, and just, you know, just stay there, move around. They have no problem with this. I said, well, if I put a blindfold on you and told you that there was a cliff off this, you would be terrified. Even if I didn't put a blindfold on you, you'd be terrified because you don't know where you can move. You'd be terrified if I gave you 20 tiles to stand on with a cliff. And um, so it's super important to to provide clarity about where the edges are um, so that we can dance as wildly as we want to, be as creatively free as we want to. Teachers can feel they can address real student need and not just teach to some book, but actually recognize in their kids and feel confident that they're able to do that. Yeah. No, that I, I, uh, I love that analogy of the square, the blindfold. And like, I told you there was a clip and I, the, the power around really being clear and defining what do we say is good teaching? Where, where do we say the boundaries are in general? Cause it gives us freedom. It doesn't restrict us. It actually gives us freedom to dance as wildly as we want. I love that. That, that was really great. One thing you said earlier that I want to highlight is such a common pain point for coaches and leaders is feeling like you have to do everything (laughs) or a lot of things, a lot more things than you actually have to do. That it's like for me to feel like I'm in control, I have to do this stuff so it it gets done or it gets done well and I'm seeing this school year, you really being empowered in empowering your leadership team to, to do a lot of those things that you were, you were doing last year. And you have the time and the freedom to do leadership stuff now, to really be the visionary that you're meant to be. I I have also the, um, from them, uh, because I'm so trusting in them and I feel as we've been given this opportunity to work ourselves together as a tight team, um, I, I'm, beginning, I'm beginning to feel more confident uh, to express some of the things that I always uh, kept flexible, you know, to say, oh, this is, yeah, this is how we do it. This is what we believe. Uh, this is what we care about. Uh, this is what we have seen works. Yeah, I love that. Love that. So we need to wrap up this conversation. This has been so incredible. I love working with your schools and your people. Uh, they're incredibly dedicated. And um, I, ju- I just appreciate you taking uh, your time to share with everyone the the your journey, your journey of being this school director and being incredibly self-aware, self-reflective, uh, innovative, and just willing to shift where things need to be shifted with this like huge commitment to having your school be wildly successful. Yeah. I mean, I'm so appreciative of you and I thank you for having me. And um, I learned so much um, just, you know, being your friend and colleague and, um, and, and you always, 
uh, I'll just say this to, you know, to anybody that, that, that gets to meet you and come around you. Um, and it's something that we try to have as a philosophy at our school is that you, you made it, um, you, you encouraged the, um, the questions that a person might be afraid to ask, um, because it might show lack of knowledge or whatever, or experience. Um, if I had been made to feel from day one that I couldn't ask you a question about something, I would have just kept it in my head. And then that would have impacted our, the children that we were supposed to, to work with every day. And so, um, you know, given safe space for us to just really be honest, uh, we want to do that with our kids as well. You know, there's no, there's no bad question here. And um, if you're in a really collaborative, creative environment, people feel free to be authentically, I mean, you know, lacking knowledge and express where they have gaps. I mean, that is sort of the space that you gave to our administrative team. And um, it's the space you've always given me um, individually. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. This was great. If you are interested in bringing the predictive index assessment to your leadership team, your coaching team, feel free to reach out to us. There's a link in the show notes to do that. We would love to work with you. It is such a fantastic tool to have really healthy, productive conversations within the the team on how to improve your team effectiveness. Not only does it improve self-awareness, but really enriches the conversation about how to get your jobs done in a way that not only produces results, but also improves your energy and your job satisfaction. It's a really, really cool assessment and conversation to have. The assessment takes about two minutes to take as well. So it is not a big time investment at all. So just remember, don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them how they want to be treated. Take care. 